Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by It's Just Soap. Many store-bought body washes and soap bars are made with toxic ingredients that are harmful to your skin. Soap should be healthy for your body, leaving you feeling clean, hydrated, and moisturized. It's Just Soap is made with natural ingredients, giving you a luxurious lather for the best shower experience. Every shower should feel this good. Go to itsjustsoap.com. That's It's Just Soap, S-O-P. Leave off the A for additives and use the code STAYHOMEHUSBAND for 15% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. And tonight on The Random Division, Tiff, what could we possibly be talking about? I think we're going to talk about The Bachelor, Matt James. Matt James edition. Uh, and a little six. bit of Tyler C. Of course. And she says with a smile on her face. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about the remaining women and how nonsensical ABC can be sometimes when they just bring in the old, the oldies, the old hits. Yeah, let's just jump right in. Old hits in underwear. You just put Tyler C in his underwear. Like, what are we going to do to really fire up the fan base here? Or they bring in the people who were completely non, like, not impactful at all to previous seasons, such as Heather. Yeah, real, real f- deep dive in the farm system of, of Bachelor Nation with the with the Heather arrival. So let's just jump in and, um, and use kind of that theme that you recycled out is the idea of recycling themes people ideas dates they recycle date ideas which we've already picked apart in the previous episodes they recycle people which we've mentioned before we have people such as ben higgins ashley i constantly um we have it just i can't remember the name of the bachelorette deanna maybe that came to help claire Yep. I, they just, they bring these people come over and over and over again. And, and it's just like, once you're a reject on this show, if you were, you don't even have to be a fan favorite. If you're just persistent enough, you can be involved in the franchise forever. Yep. Just hang out outside the gates of the, uh, the Nemecolon and they'll give you a, a, a COVID test and bring you right back in. Yeah. So we begin this episode with the showdown between Serena C. Wait, Jasenia, right? Okay, Jasenia. She's all about the names, folks. Jasenia and MJ. Remember MJ with her big hair and, and her big bitch attitude. Big, big bitch attitude instead of a weak bitch attitude. She yeah. So she comes in wearing that business suit dress. And it's not great. We, I think we could all predict that either MJ was going home or both of them were going home. It was a one or the other situation. And in this case, MJ went home. Yep. Were you surprised? Um, no, I wasn't really surprised. I didn't know. They always just do a really good job of making you think he could send either of them home in these two-on-ones because they always show like the basically they just show each of their closing arguments in, in trial you know Jacinia um, came came across looking very rational as well yeah which is what she looked like the entire time she was dealing with mj yes um and mj just seemed unhinged like a little bit unhinged almost she was almost unhinged enough to talk about herself in the third person i was kind of waiting for her that's something you love say you know like this isn't how you treat mj (laughs) or even just like mj leads by example (laughs) that's what mj does i always think of that seinfeld episode with elaine at the gym and she meets the guy (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's talking about himself in third person yeah it was also a michael jordan staple which is funny because we have an mj here oh uh, yeah jordan would kind of talk in third person ricky henderson a lot of athletes will talk about themselves in the third person probably because they have to talk so much that it's just 
a cognitive dissonance where they just like separate themselves from the person that they are for a few sentences. But she seemed completely different. What a fall from grace that she had. I know. Um, we had such high of, hopes for MJ. Yeah, we really liked her. Ohio girl, so you were already in her corner. Yeah, until um, I realized she was from the wrong part. And then, <laughs> last week when you did some geography and found <laughs> I out was where... like, Hudson, Ohio, where is that? You know, just from Cleveland, which... Is that basically just Pennsylvania in your mind, or I mean, is that Lake Erie? It's... It's just yeah. part of the state of Lake Erie. Might as well be Michigan. Actually, no, Michigan, it could be... It depends on which side of the or the East Lake or West Lake, is it? Or is it which which division of? Yeah, the well, she was south of Cleveland. Yeah, she was probably. I think the town, if I remember correctly, was a little bit. It was like in between Cleveland and I think Akron. Mm. So it's like El, uh, And who LeBron knows if she territory. actually lives there? You know, like maybe she actually works in Columbus or something. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh. Anyway, enough of MJ. We were really disappointed. And her whole behavior and just the attitude of taking attacking Jasenia, who was being relatively calm and rational during the entire, I guess, argument. Yeah. Just didn't make any sense. Yep. So the two-on-one, which actually I've noticed these aren't even becoming two-on-ones. They're not like the traditional two-on-one date. It's no, those just are like, gone. It's just like this is like I'm pulling you aside before the rose ceremony because you're in the principal's office right now. Yeah. So, and then we're just going to put a rose on the table to remind you of what's at stake, even though in like 45 minutes, one of you is going to be leaving to go to this ceremony. Yeah. And right. It makes, it makes zero sense. The the idea of it makes a very little sense because the drama, the drama is, I don't know. It it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If you're in a two-on-one, how many people have we ever seen in a two-on-one who actually end up making it any further than maybe a week or two after? Yeah, that's... You know, like, this is not... Even though she survived... Like, Jacenia survived this two-on-one, and I'm not saying that she... she She's... I think she's great. What we've seen from her, she seems to be level-headed. She's obviously very beautiful. She's smart. She has a lot going for her. But I just don't see the connection between Jacenia and Matt. Yeah, right. I mean, so she's not going to win. Most likely, she's not going to win. Actually, and we'll get to our rankings later, but... I, it's it's so clear who his top four are. Yeah, sure. It's so incredibly obvious, and right, I we'll guess we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll hold get on, there. Hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. But as far as the recycling theme, what I was really referring to was: did the bowling date sound seem familiar to you? Of course it did. Because it just it happened not that long ago. Oh, was there another bowling date? Like yeah. an actual bowling? Ari, remember Ari? And remember how Crystal had that meltdown afterwards? <laughs> oh, this hold on, wait a sec. Can we just can we pump the brakes? Okay, so I'm actually not even. Pump, I don't want to pump the brakes. I want to pull on the emergency brake and just stop the whole podcast for a sec. Are you pulling out a minor detail from a season that happened like three years ago? I'm so proud of you. I know, right? This is so such well, a because joyous Crystal moment. was such a Crystal. I wish I could forget Crystal. She was so, she was horrendous to watch. Remember? And this was, this was the moment that made it so hard for her to watch was because, so the bowling date, you, you know, you have classic competition, right? Winning team gets to spend the rest of the evening with the guy. Or we've already, the, yeah. And we've already seen that on this season with the brides in the, in the woods exactly. date. They've already had competitions where the winners get to spend more time with Matt and the losers have to go home. Yep. And they mentioned that this is a rainy day. So my guess is they probably had something else planned, but then it rained and they had to do the bowling date instead. But I thought it was entertaining. I mean, it was great to see the girls have to be on teams and then also to see that everyone else is just as terrible of a bowler as I am. It was nice. These women, judging by the scores, were yeah. horrendous. Right, their scores horrendous were super bowlers. low. I think I would imagine there were there were nine of them on the date, and their combined like total score as a team. I'm guessing they were someone was bowling twice for the team with four to make it yeah. five people. They didn't even bowl five hundreds. Yeah, with with big balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right? It's the when you when the you like ten pin bowling, I think is what it's called when the when you have like the the bigger bowling balls. Wait, hold on. You mean just regular bowling? Yeah, but there's candle pin. Is yeah, the... but that's not a thing anywhere else. I had never heard of candle pin. I, well, hey, listen, I'm a northeasterner. I want to talk about candle pin, or I'm trying to distinguish candle pin. because candle pin bowling, your scores are typically a lot lower because it's far more difficult. Even though you get an extra roll per frame, the pins are super tiny and the ball is tiny, and you can it's it's more difficult with big yeah. ball bowling. If you are not as a big person, ball bowling, with ten, it's just ten pin regular bowling, bowling. No, it's not. It is not regular bowling. With ten pin bowling, you really have to try very hard not to get a hundred. Yeah, because the pins just, are fat. Also, what are these women doing? You're if there's something on the line. Just be a little bit more. The the delineation between like, oh, this is fun, and throwing it in the gutter, and then yeah. being pissed that you lost, it made no sense. I want to see a little bit of. Just go up and do the old like granny roll where you put it between yeah. your legs and just you're trying to win a game. Or I mean, there were some of them that were just not even going all the way up to the line to to before they tossed the ball. Like they would like take three steps and then roll it, and it wouldn't even make it all the way down. I wanted to be like, no, take a full advantage of that path. Yeah. You're allowed a, to go all the way up to the line. Yeah. The dichotomy between their effort, their ups, how upset they were at not getting, not winning. I, it was like they were all having great fun and they were like, this is a great time. What a, what a wonderful date. And then they realized, oh, we're actually supposed to be getting better at this. Also, we never, ever saw an entire, maybe we saw, not never, but most of the shots were very, very up close. Mm. Did not see a lot of ball from hand to the pins without a without a cut shot or just like a close up of ten pins because some producer had to stand at the other end of the lane and actually bowl a ball down and knock some pins <laughs> over. <laughs> For all we know, the score was ten to five. I know, I know. <laughs> and they just made up a score, anyways. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing this date up is because it seemed familiar to me. And especially when he was like, okay, the losers have to go home. And they they mentioned having to walk home in the rain. Well, it, it was familiar because it just happened on, it just happened three years ago on Ari's bowling date. But the whole, like the losers get to join us later thing is what sparked Crystal having a major meltdown because I guess Mm. she was one of the winners. She won. She was on the winning team and she threw a tantrum and refused to be a part of the date and went home went to her room. That's right. And then got Ari to go up and and see her. Ah, that's right. Real well, that's amazing. Good job. Bowling was that a rainy day too? Was that was bowling like a just in their back pocket? I don't even remember where they were. Vegas. Were they somewhere strange? They were somewhere. They hadn't like they left the Vegas. United States yet because there yeah. were still a lot of them. Yeah, they went to somewhere. I think they went to some strange spots in the United States. Um, yeah. So, the so on bowling this, on this date, thankfully, no one really had a major meltdown. No, but I'll tell you what: the girls who got sent home were pissed. They were like, they were crying. They were pissed, and then. Also, another great thing. People need to start paying attention to this. When Chris Harrison shows up. (laughs) They panic. The women get so nervous. He never has good news to share anymore. (laughs) To the point where I know I talk about my life as a, my former life as a teacher. And when I was dean, if you walked into any room with more than 10 kids and you weren't supposed to be there, it was immediately like everyone thought that they were in trouble. It was automatic. Mm-hmm. And Chris Harrison walks in and they all their faces turn and he goes and gives one of the girls a high five because she just threw a strike or like did something good. And you could tell that that was him just trying to be like, no, it's okay. I'm not here. I'm cool. I'm, yes, exactly. I'm the cool principal. I can relate to him. I, me and Chris right there. Like, oh man, I have the same the same feeling it's the worst it is the worst feeling in the world to walk into a room and everyone's just like oh the grim the grim reaper's here yeah who's in trouble or what's the bad news that's going to get delivered and so he walks in to the house i guess because the girls are home the losers are home the losers consist of i believe it's rachel i wrote this down because i um, i thought it was important gail um it was the maybe i didn't write it down 
Oh, pink team wins. So the losing team were Abigail, Serena. Which one? C. Because mm. she was really pouty. Yeah, that's right. Kit, Rachel, and Bree. Yeah. Those five went home. And then, and then Chris Harrison comes into the house to deliver a date card. But as soon as he arrives, they looked pretty panicked. Like, yeah. oh no, something he has something in his hand and it's not going to be good news. But it was a date card mm-hmm. inviting them to join the evening portion of the date with the winners. The dopamine hit and the roller coaster of emotions that you watch these women go through where they're in, the, they're in a pit of despair sitting, <laughs> sitting in that U-shaped couch wallowing in their own sorrow I think that they Rachel lost. was sobbing Rachel was Rachel was crying um uh, they, they were all getting themselves like just riled up and then they show up to the date and they have they do not care that they've been given the second life as far as taking time away from the other women they're just like we're here and yeah. they are so excited yeah it's just like they they the I don't know I'm, like the was, mindset and the and the emotional roller coaster that these women are just pulled through during this whole thing is is kind it's just that was striking to me how upset they were and then it was just I don't know like they're kids who got exactly what they wanted after begging for it for you know yeah but I was I was happy that Matt did at least explain to the other women that had been there. I knew about this. Yep. I felt bad that they were spending time, you know, that they, they, I know everyone is fighting for time and I felt bad that they didn't get more time. Right. So at least it's like, Hey, if you want to be mad, be mad at me. Yeah. I'm mad at the girls. Yep. I invited them here. And to the credit of the girls who were there, they didn't seem annoyed. No. That uh, Chelsea up. just seemed sad. Yeah. I think Chelsea's slowly just, kind of over the whole thing. You can well, see there's moments where there she's... Are, there are a few women that haven't had one-on-one dates with him yet. Yep. Chelsea is one. I believe Abigail is the other one. That's it. And I think, that, yeah, I think they're the only two. So it is starting to hit them. I mean, Katie was the other one, but we'll get to Katie. Yep. That if it's reached this point and they haven't had one-on-one dates with him it's unlikely with hometowns just a couple weeks away that they're going to be in his final four. Yeah. Well, it also just forces, I think we've had this before where someone makes the final six and they have not had a one-on-one yet. And, um, they, they, they kind of self-select out. They're like, this is, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Or I, they had one so early that it like Brendan with, yep. With Tasha, I think had the same cold feet because it was like, well, I got it. Like, I got a really great first date, but we knew each other for a day, and then I just didn't get one for the rest of the time. And yeah, it feels weird that we haven't had another one. Yep. Um, and it made him have cold feet, I think. And I think with this being a quarantine situation in rural Pennsylvania, that I mean, if I were, so I'm just going to say Abigail, for example who is someone who I predict might make it to the final six, she might end up just opting out. She could. If she doesn't end up getting one-on-one time with him, or even if she does, because it's, she, (laughs) you can't just meet your, you can't introduce your family to someone that you haven't even got, like been able to spend an entire day with. (laughs) I know, it's incredible when when you put it like that. When you think about it like that, and, and also just the fact that they've been stationary this entire time. They've been staying at the same resort. It's not like they've been constantly jet-setting, which sometimes can, I think, disguise or hide uh, or at least delay the feeling of rational thought. Oh, yeah. That, it's, it's a distraction for yes. sure. Yeah. So, like, when you're staying in the same place for nine, whatever it is, they've probably been there for six weeks, five weeks. I mean, with quarantine and everything, I would imagine, then, and you're thinking like, I still, I've been here this long at the same place and I, we're, we're, we're staying at the same resort as this guy and I haven't been able to spend a full day with him. Yep. And then I'm going to have to have my family fly here. They're going to have to quarantine, get tested, do the whole thing. And then be like, Hey, here's a guy I don't really know. Yeah. Thanks for taking this chance. There's just no way. Yeah. And she's got enough 
I feel like she's got a good head on her shoulders that I could see the the wheels are turning, I think, in her mind. Um, all right. And, uh, any other thoughts on the bowling date? No. Okay. I don't the, have any either. The recycling of people. Who got who got the, sorry, who got the rose from that date? That's the That was one. Michelle, I believe. Michelle got the rose. That's right. Yeah. I thought he was going to throw Chelsea a bone. She apparently did too. <laughs> yep. Well, because he's doing this thing which... It uh, used to be a thing, and then it stopped being a thing, and now it's a thing again, where he's giving he's giving these little speeches to, maybe to all of them, and they only pick out the two that create some sort of tension as you're watching. Yeah. But he picked out Michelle, Chelsea, and one other, one, one other woman, maybe it was Abigail, mm-hmm. um, and like says something really kind of nice and thoughtful, and then turns to Michelle and is like, hey, you want this <laughs> What yeah. another emotional just especially if they have to listen to everyone's compliments. Oh my god! If he's if he's giving nine little like once again, you got to have your toasts ready, right? You got to yeah. have some got to have some things to oh, say. At the end of this rose ceremony, his toast was to love. <laughs> so you know he's, he's he's just out of it. He's, he's just out uh, of running out of toasts. Yep, yep. Um, other recycled themes and things that we just continue to see over and over again here. Uh, bringing bringing people back and i'm i say this because they cameos you talking about cameos as a as a potential contestant i'm talking about heather okay so the heather drop in let's talk about it let's do it we we've seen this before with my favorite former contestant and i say that sarcastically nick vial when he was dropped in to caitlin bristow's season halfway through yeah now this one is strange because Chris Harrison's pretending like he doesn't know anything about it. And I'm pretty sure nothing, as the main producer of this show, I don't think, he's the executive producer of this show, right? I don't think it can get past him that Heather can just sneak onto the premises. Yeah, I loved how he, yeah, his line, like, I gotta take this up the hill. Like, who are his bosses? Nobody. ABC? He just had to think about it. I mean, that entire sequence when she pulls up in her white minivan... (laughs) Yeah. She <laughs> from, drove herself from wherever she drove from, whether it was uh, Pittsburgh Airport, Philly Airport, Harrisburg. I don't I don't know. I don't know where Nemecolon is specifically in Pennsylvania. She definitely did not drive cross country from Los Angeles. That would be completely insane. Um, and if she did, that can't be her car. <laughs> <laughs> so she rolls up in a white minivan, gives her name to a man at a gate. Who's holding down the fort? Yeah, like a gate that conveniently has like complete camera, just surrounded by cameras. Oh yeah, surrounded, mic set up, everything is hunky dory. All the sound. Heather is coming in crystal clear audio wise. You know there was a boom microphone or whatever right above her. Yeah, I think Shonda Rhimes wrote this scene. I mean, (laughs) it, it was it just felt for for a show that is already you know has its little fictional pieces that feel fictional or set up you know i mean people are thinking victoria was actually just an actress (laughs) um like those things come up and you can kind of watch them and think like i could see this being a manipulated situation where they are kind of pretending to be people that they're really not or at least creating a scene that doesn't really exist this this felt like the most stark version of that Chris Harrison on the other side of the gate. I don't see. I don't see any vehicle that brought him down there. No. Did he ride a golf cart down? Right. They- I know. Well, the other thing that made me laugh too was when the security guard, who's you know not a trained actor, was just trying his best, and he picks up the phone and goes, "Um, yes, I have a Heather here yeah. for Mr. Harrison." Yeah. <laughs> like, as though he. He has no idea. First of all, Heather's on a first name basis, apparently. Well, she gave her full name when she first rolled in. And the guy was like, I'm sorry, you can't be here right now. There's no one allowed in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he had to practice that line over Oh, man, with the mask on, the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. And it was was was, so silly. It was so staged. And and I'm like, there's part of me that, that thinks, well, Chris Harrison clearly does a lot has a lot of input on this show so he must have been okay with the fact that this is going to come off pretty cheesy like the viewers are going to recognize that this was a setup of some sort 
So now I'm like wondering, especially because once she once she goes through the quarantine process, which we have to get vlogs of her doing oh, ridiculous. The re- I know the return of the vlog. I thought that was dead with Colton. Quirky I thought behavior. We learned our lesson. Uh, nothing of nothing of importance or even interest really happened in her video diary. Uh, I don't know. She was she definitely was uh, bouncing a pizza box on her head. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was um, in a midriff. But like once once she gets to be on the show and she disrupts the rose ceremony and causes mass chaos and frustration with the women. Once we get to that point and she walks in and it interrupts Matt and Piper. Ryan, Piper she, the amount of laughter that comes out of Matt, he is laughing. He is falling over laughing. Yep. And that confuses Piper, yep. who even mentions it to the I girls. Like he just cracked. Her off. He was laughing. I met. I noticed it too. I was like, "This is a weird reaction." And my reaction was, he after playing this prank on Tyler C. Probably thinks that this is a joke. Because he knows Heather and he knows Hannah Brown via T- Tyler C. But Heather said they've never met before. I'm saying he knows who Heather is. Yeah. He but, knows who she is. But that reaction was like, I know who she is. Like he was, was laughing. definitely more of a, uh, yeah. I think I, it was a joke. I think it's a Hannah, I think it was a Tyler C. concocted joke. And he did it through Hannah Brown. But she was literally shaking tiff she was literally shaking oh my god she, uh, she was literally shaking I, and you know who else was literally shaking piper used the same goddamn line when she went out yeah it's like i'm literally shaking the, the, uh, the, so you think it's all a joke i think it's a joke i think it's i think it's a joke that we're gonna find out that it's a joke later Oh man, that's a deep cut. Have you read that anywhere? Is this no? Just a this Tiffany, is just me saying Tiffany, it. I promise I haven't read tin it. Tinfoil hat conspiracy theory I, going I, on. As we were speaking, I just pulled up an Us Week Us Magazine article that just says the headline is Hannah Brown defends Heather Martin against Mean Girls after Bachelor arrival, and I haven't even read it. So yeah, I, it could be that she legitimately is on there as a contestant that's destined to be with Matt. This but, is this seems like a far that this is a that's a really big long term joke to make. That's that's Heather traveling like we said across the country, sitting in quarantine okay. to go play a prank on. Okay, on if Matt? it's not a prank, there's a part of me that thinks that there's some sort of inside joke that we just don't know. I think the inside joke is that Hannah B has probably pestered Matt to meet Heather and he was like, no, I'm going on this show. I'm not me. I don't want to meet anybody. Right. Leave me alone. Stop telling me about this girl while we're in quarantine together, which was weird anyways. Yeah. And then she just randomly shows up when she's been, I mean, he's been there for like two months at this point. Yeah. And his natural reaction, we saw it. They almost like set it up during the episode. We've seen Matt laugh a little bit this whole season, right? And he's got that like, <laughs> like kind of. I don't even. I can't even really do it. But he's got like a very distinct laugh, and they showed it a bunch this week. And then they showed it when Heather shows up at like tenfold, and it made me think like, is this part of how he copes with just feeling awkward or surprised? Um. And he I mean, was like, he tells- of course, kind of like, oh, my God, of course they sent the girl that Hannah B was trying to set me up with before I came on this thing. Like, what is the next thing they're going to do? Yeah. I don't okay, know. Maybe. That's what I took it as. I didn't really take it as. I just, that's a long, big joke to play, Tiff. Well, I mean, there has to be a reason that Chris Harrison was willing to make that whole scene look as fake as it did. I mean, there's just nothing about it that the that the, that a viewer would go, oh wow, she really just drove up to the Bachelor and just surprised everybody. That did not look at all like it was a surprise. I just think they did a bad jo- job of making it not look like she had been in touch with them, and they were like, yeah, come on, like let's do this. All right. Well. I mean, I'll tell you what. If you're right, I I my mind will be blown. I'm probably not because that is if I am right we'll never know because incredible theory the the show only chooses to show certain things I oh wait that wait a sec (laughs) you can't throw out a theory and then just say like maybe they'll just never tell us about it (laughs) (laughs) 
That's great. <laughs> well, I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is that even if it's not a long, pra- like a practical joke that Tyler is playing on Matt, then I do think we're missing some backstory to why he would have laughed so hard seeing her show up. And also we're missing some piece of backstory unless Heather really is that delusional. Why she would feel that it was okay to just show up when I, these right. girls and have these girls not be upset about it. Right. I mean, did you see the way she walked into that hotel lobby? She was like, hi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she like, hey, I'm here. And she's wearing hey. like a wedding gown. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> like, whole thing. What? But it is also, if you remember Heather from the Colton season, her whole thing was she was 22. She had never kissed anybody before. Kind of the whole like innocent, naive. That was her whole storyline. And it fits in perfectly with this. Like, I'm just going to show up to this resort during a pandemic. And oops, I have to quarantine and get tested. And here I am on my vlog being kind of silly, looking out the window. Ha ha. I'm going to walk into a room full of 10 women who don't know who I am. And they're just going to accept me for because I'm here for love. Yeah. And I'm just want to try it out. I guess. Like, Maybe it all she's fits just her, delusional. It all fits that kind of that narrative that she had when she was with Colton on Colton season. Um, so quick question. Does she get a rose? I hope not. No, that's what I asked you. I didn't ask about hopes. No, I don't think she gets yeah, a rose. I can't. I don't think so either. I think, I no. think she's on just long enough to cause everybody to be upset. And she'll make the cocktail party last a century. Yep. Because everyone will be like fighting to talk to Matt about what's going on. And and then maybe the rose ceremony gets canceled because Matt can do that. Mm-hmm. And then it drags on for another day and we get maybe 12 hours, not 12 hours of actual footage, but maybe we get like a day <laughs> span of a day's time with Heather. Yep. That's my. That would be my prediction. She either doesn't get a rose and he sends her home right away, or he just cancels the rose ceremony to to delay to so that, so that ABC has more filming where they can get more people being upset about Heather. Yeah, they got to manipulate it a little bit. Yeah, there's um, a lot of manipulation. Last note about Heather, at least from me, unless you have something, I would like to just just I'm just gonna ask nicely, Hannah B, go away, yeah. go away. Why are you continuing to meddle with my television show? Uh, we're going to see her before the show's over. Oh, man. She's going to be on. Golly. Because, like, I mean, yeah. Tyler, I would, the one, I enjoyed having Tyler Cameron on as a guest because I thought that the date, Katie's one-on-one date with Matt was funny, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought so too. It was, the date was... <laughs> That Tyler, for whatever reason, was scheduled to get a, a massage at this resort, and he was unaware that they actually hired a, an actor to be the masseuse, and the actor was piped in to Katie and Matt, who were giving her directions on what to do. And some of the directions were pretty mild, but some were really weird, like twisting nipples. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was funny. That was pretty funny. The roller, like rolling all the way up to the top of his head and back down. The roller was so uh, weird. It was funny. Also, the when he said, just smush his face into the donut. <laughs> into the donut, yep. <laughs> and then the phone call. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was a good, like, lame throwback MTV date. Yeah. It hit on all the 30-somethings, I'm sure, who... And it's just a good way, like, if, if he were more into Katie... If there was a future with them together, what a great way to spend just getting to know your significant other's best friend and kind of having, I don't know, just having a date with the friend there and that you can, that's always a big step in a relationship is yeah. to meet the other person's for, like best friend. I think that if he really liked Katie, there would have been some sort of moment where the three we would have seen something where together. the three of them are hanging out or tyler yeah. pulls katie aside that was a good yeah um but we didn't see it maybe maybe it happened and or yeah I don't ultimately know. katie gets sent home yeah so they have kind of that fun date and i you know i had a feeling that she was gonna go home just based on there just wasn't any Matt. chemistry yeah 
And most of the time that they had spent together before this was spent talking about drama in the house. And Katie managed to avoid being in the in the center of it. But always that was pretty much the thing that she was either that or the dildo, right? Like those right. are the two. Those are right. the two things. Um so she they have their date portion their date portion and you could just you could see Matt's eyes almost glaze over. He just was not into it. Yeah. And um send her home. Unfortunately we didn't really see that part of the date because for some reason <laughs> our TV right at ten o'clock we started a little bit later and can't fast forward through commercials. Uh gets really choppy. It's the second time it's happened this season. And we just we just suffered through really choppy, skippy back and forth yeah, internet connection. We didn't get to hear a lot of the dialogue that happened when Katie got sent home, uh, and it wasn't even an internet connection because the commercials worked beautifully. We're just fine. They were commercials crystal were clear crystal commercials. clear. Yep, finest commercials you've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. so the Kate. So Katie gets sent home. We kind of had expected that. The. The thing I, so we have two other women who have not had one-on-one dates yet. And what I'm picturing will happen is that from this point forward, if you get a one-on-one date with him and you haven't had one before, it's most likely not going to end well for you. Like he still has to go on a date with Chelsea and he has to go on a date with Abigail. And I'm just predicting that those two women will get sent home. Or at least one of them. We have, so there's 10 women left or not. Right, there's ten women left plus Heather. There's eleven. I would imagine he will cut it down to. Will they? Will eight? they cut it to six or seven or eight next week? Well, I guess it'd have to be six if. if six next... is a big to cut to cut it in half is a big chunk. That's a good point. So seven. Maybe seven or eight because you technically could say you're getting rid of three with Heather being there. You go from eleven to eight to six to four. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe not. Because we only have two weeks until hometown dates. Yep. That would make sense. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Two weeks in their time. We don't know about TV time, though. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Because they said they're halfway. They were saying they're ha- they're halfway through on there and the episodes aren't. We're in halfway through. We really need some timestamps here. Yep. Um, But if Abigail, Abigail and Chelsea should get one-on-ones next week. Yes. I mean, it would, if they don't then that's a huge red flag anyways. Um, so Katie was a bookend piece of this episode. She, she gets sent home at the, at the end. However, she was also the next, I don't know, target of whatever nonsense. After MJ goes home, roses are given out. There's no cocktail party. And Serena C is Serena C is pissed at Katie for basically Serena C is just looking ruining for some... all the cocktail parties. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Serena is doing Serena C is doing the classic thing of rather than be upset with the perpetrator, I'm instead just going to be upset with the person who I perceive to be shining light on all of the nonsense. And I'm going to blame them for everything. Like she made Katie a scapegoat for a lot of built up rage that I think she had been keeping up during I don't know. I have no idea. I can't. Serena C is a mystery to me. She didn't make any sense in her arguments to Katie. Her villain behavior came out of nowhere for me. I was not suspecting her to be that much of a jerk, to be honest. She she filled the void that was left by it's like everyone she got, else who got sent home. It's like a, there was like a virus that Victoria had, and it just kind of got passed on to MJ. and Yeah, that's what I think. I, and I think Serena was... She's younger, and I think she kind of was more on that side of this whole thing. And speaking of recycling, Serena just recycles the oldest trope in the book, which was basically you're not here for the right reasons without saying you're not here for the right reasons. It was- yeah, she she kept trying to tell Katie in their private discussion. She said, you're not here for Matt. And Katie's like, what? Yeah, what I- made no sense. <laughs> what have I- when have I ever said that? I, yes, I am actually here for Matt. I don't know what else I would be here for. And Serena was trying to, trying to make the argument of, no, you're here just to start drama. Or you're here to, you're lighting little fires everywhere. Yeah, you are the, the arsonist. arsonist. is what she called her. And so she was accusing her. And by the way, the sex positivity, she was accusing that 
whole thing as being like she's just that a, behind her back she's oh, like yeah. a sex positivity after when she mm. went down to the, all the other right. girls then she does the really dumb thing she really she shows her age here so after she tells katie she and katie have this conversation and katie is like i can't reason with crazy basically so she does the beautiful hand gesture and says thank you for your feedback and gets up and it's one swift move off she, of the couch. She kind of like rolled her hands and then like she was just gonna about to display something in her right hand. She was like, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> thank you for your feedback. And I'm out. And I'm walking away from you because we are in a space where I can walk away. And she stormed off. And Serena C goes downstairs and immediately starts talking to the other girls who are down there. And they're kind of over it, too. They're like, this is ridiculous. This is, we could hear you yelling upstairs. Yeah, this is so stupid. Like, what are you guys fighting about? And and Katie does the smart thing where she's like, I know she's going down there to talk shit about me. So I'm going to follow her down there. And so that's exactly what she does. She she trickles on down only maybe three or four minutes later. And she's like, no, you can continue going, continue talking. I know you're talking about me. And Serena's like, well, I was just telling them what you said. Oh, well, what did I say? That you're not here for Matt. Wait. <laughs> I know. That was just that was amazing. Like, Serena, you are an idiot. Yep. Do you know that they have cameras? Yeah. And yep, that was, that was. Um, and even if, I don't know why, I don't believe that she did say that. But even if, for whatever reason, Katie did say it, the, and they edited it out for, for which, you know, ABC can do. I, I just, I don't buy into it because she didn't have a solid she didn't have a solid backstory. She just kept saying that Katie is not here for Matt and didn't cite any specific example. No, the only example was she's just here basically to pick fights with everyone. Whereas else the other, some of the other women drama. actually were thinking of Katie as like kind of the savior of getting rid of some people that were causing a lot of problems. Yep, and so, Katie broke the mold because we've always talked about not talking about Don't specific women and she and she said this to Serena she said I never gave Matt a name of anybody I just told Matt that there's some stuff going on in the house and I allowed all the women who were involved to out themselves however they needed to do it yeah um which was like Jedi mind trick yeah um because usually it's just a woman going to the bachelor or the lead or a man going to the lead and saying this person is being mean in the house. Right. And then they specifically point out a, a, a person and then it becomes, well, Katie said this about me specifically and she's just here to cause drama. No, what Katie did, I guess you could say she started little fires everywhere. She instead went to Matt and was like, Shout there's some stuff going on. <laughs> there's, some, there's some drama going on. Matt starts a cocktail party by making everybody feel a little bit guilty and saying, it's been brought to my attention that there's there's some things that something was said that could ruin someone's life. And then everyone started thinking, rolling back in their minds like, Oh, is he talking about me? Yeah. And that's what, that's what she did. She got Matt to bring she up. Smoked something. Him out. She smoked him out. You know what though? The other thing is, and then we can move on from Katie, but Matt has also reacted in a completely different way than most of the other leads have when those things are brought to a lead's attention because Ryan told him about Victoria calling him her a hoe mm-hmm. with the dancing thing. Um, even like Jacinia and MJ, he continues to just take the side of the person who is telling him about the unkindness that's going on. Yeah. And he just sends the, and he's just sending them home. Maybe not right away, but it is an interesting, like he hears it and he's like, okay, <laughs> that just right. doesn't give that person a rose or sends them home. Like he did with Anna. Yeah. Um, so Katie probably could have stayed as long as she did. If she was just like, yeah, let me tell you about Victoria. Here's some things. Let me tell you about MJ. Here's some things, but she really didn't. Um, yeah. She was also combative and fought and defended the women who were being picked on by the mean girls. So like when Jacinia and MJ got into it, Katie was right there. Like you are projecting and deflecting MJ and calling yourself a victim. That makes no sense. Yeah. Katie was in a lot of places. Yeah. She was in a lot of places. She's also 29. So I think she knew how to be in all the right places and just like she could smell it and be like, I'm going to go, fix this or deal with this. I think that's part of her personality a little bit, but she's gone now. I know. And she's, 
she's a favorite and i think she'll be a contender for bachelorette i don't know it's too i think it's too it's too soon the 11th gets very hard as the she's going to be kind of forgotten about as we get further into this and we're going to get to know more of these women now she just missed that like real intense we're going to get to know people and hear their stories and matt's going to get to you know fall in love with some of them and make some statements of feeling and all that stuff um all right do you want to let's just quickly because at the beginning we did have a rose ceremony so matt sent home Brittany. he sent home maggie and he also sent home ryan ryan was a mess when she went yeah home. ryan was what is uh devastated you very yeah she she was getting all all sorts of worked up during the rose ceremony um so those three got sent home at the beginning of the episode because the rose ceremony was at the very start. Um, and then Katie went home, and those are the four who were sent home during this week. I was surprised that Brittany got sent home. I... I don't know why. Uh, I I don't know why. Yeah, I, just I was. wasn't. I was pretty okay with everybody who got sent home. I thought it made sense. Yeah, and now Michelle is the only... New um, girl. The only JV player who has not been cut yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she will. Yeah, MJ got cut from Varsity this week. Sorry, MJ. Yes. All right, so last thing we're going to do, and we can do it pretty quickly, is we thought we could just do a power ranking of the remaining women. This is not a judgment on character. This is not a um, ranking of how they look. No, this it's is just, just who we think Matt will... Who, yeah, almost kind of trying to pick an order who he's going to send home from here on out. If he just had, If he had them lined up... And he could just, and he just had to say, "You're my tenth choice. You're my ninth choice. You'd be my eighth choice." Um, or if Vegas was setting odds, who would be the longest shot? So, who in your mind is the least likely number ten? We're not counting Heather in this, by the way. Yeah, we're, Heather's we're a keeping joke. her out because Heather's just Heather's just an elaborate practical joke yeah. that Tyler C, the mastermind, <laughs> is playing. That's on, what I think on all of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> I, think, I would love it but i just it's great so number 10 who's your number 10 uh my number 10 is mean girl serena c same here i figured we'd be the same yeah get just get out of here all right who's your number nine kit number nine. Whoa, you're putting kit way down there yeah yeah she was I also think... you know what's gonna happen to her she was not nice to heather when heather showed up yeah, she... She said something horrible to her face. What did she say? Oh, she said something. And then she started talking about stabbing her in the chest. What? To the ITM. Yeah, this is these are things you miss. I you definitely miss missed that. Yeah, Kit was Kit was outwardly nasty when Heather showed up. Outwardly nasty. She I wanted to be the only blonde, I think. what she I said think. to Heather's <laughs> Heather. Um, but I'm sending, I'm sending Kit home. Who was your number nine? Jacenia. Okay. Not because I... I'm not going by order of meanness, by the way. I oh, just, neither am I. I just happen to have I these just, two. Um, I just don't see the chemistry there. Yeah, and I don't see... I, I guess I could say the same. I don't see it with Kit. She's 21 years old and... See, he likes her, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to marry her, but I think he wants to keep her around a little bit longer. Yeah, okay. For, I all, have... for all the reasons, like the... I know that... I guess I didn't realize that she lives in California now. I thought she was a New Yorker. She's living in LA, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. But... That might change the game. It could, it could, because I, my original theory was since she's like New York City royalty, that it might be a good idea for him to keep her around just for like social status. Yeah. Um. So Kit, so Jacinia is your number nine. Jacinia is my number nine. Okay, Kit's my number nine. Your eight. My eight is Jacinia. Okay, so I have Chelsea. Okay. Because I interesting. Think I sadly I don't know why because she's the most level she is the calmest sweetest and most stylish person on this show she is so i feel as though she's such a great catch in so many ways and i i obviously don't know matt very well she's like wife i think of her as wife material i think chelsea is wife material also a, a new yorker yes i think she just geographically she makes sense she's, she's not the, crazy she's 28 yeah she's she's of the same the right she's age. the same I think age that's she is. Yeah. she's yeah again she dresses like an adult and like a stylish one at that i just really we don't know a lot about chelsea but from what i see i think she's great so it's a, but i just i 
they, she hasn't had a one-on-one date yet. Yeah, and there's something when they hang out that feels, it's not tense, but it's just... Either she, they're he, nervous or they're just, they're guarded with yep. each other. I don't know. Yep. Or we're just not, you know, she's getting a heavy edit and we're just not seeing a lot of their conversation. Right. Um, Because, you know, we got to have room for the drama and she's not drama. Seven is Kit. I've got Chelsea. Okay. So we flip-flopped there. We flip-flopped those. So our, our, our 10, 9, 8, 7 are the same four people. We just rank them differently. Yes. So my rankings, I'll just quickly note this. I plowed through them. You really, I mean, you did them in like 25 I, seconds. Yeah. I, I knew right away who I was ordering, how I was ordering them. And you said you ordered it 10 to 1. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I went, yeah. You backwards. didn't start with your, I did the same thing. Um, but when I got to the final six, it did get a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have so what made it tricky for you when you were thinking about the final six? Because it, in my mind, I think there are two top. I think there are two women who are the top two. Yep, there's a def, there's a definite tier drop. And then there are these four that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's I don't see know if we have the same. On. Let's see if we have the same four. We're not sure about. Uh, so number six, I have Piper. I have Piper as well. <laughs> okay. Number five, I have Serena P. I have Abigail. Okay. See, I struggled with that because I was like in my mind thinking Serena P could be in the final four she could be hometown material yeah and she's another one that had a really early one-on-one yep maybe the second episode I feel like he likes her she seems level-headed she's super young Mm -hmm. um she also might not be willing I mean she'd have to move to America yes because she lives in Ontario somewhere in Canada I can't remember exactly where so that I mean that for me is a little bit of a hang-up but I feel like it's less of a hang-up than Abigail what's going who on with has Abigail a, who has also not had a one-on-one date so that's where I struggled he clearly really likes Abigail every yeah. time they have a conversation it's always shown as a good conversation I don't see like uh physical i don't see like chemistry chemistry with them um but i see that they get along so well right that it makes me think she's gonna somehow sneak into the final four could piper sneak into the final four still yeah i think he really likes her yeah um i also think there's there's something about her that we might start to see that shows she's a little bit less um, secure her reaction stable to certain things that like we've had hints of it and then when she gets her way she is uh, like another per like yeah. there's a there's a very distinct line that's drawn between like her happy side and her yeah. un- unhappy and she, frustrated side she was like really furious about the heather drop in for sure yeah well and she was the one who was interrupted interrupted they had a great carnival date um, shout out Tasha and Brendan's lame ass hometown carnival date. They had like a <laughs> legit cardboard. They had a legit carnival date. Um, uh, the whole place themselves. It looked pretty great. I could see her sneaking in. I could also just see her spiraling as it gets as it just gets yeah. more difficult. That's the thing. I, Piper and Abigail, and well, Piper, Serena, and Abigail. Those were the those were the three that were tough for me. Mm-hmm. And the, the main reason being that. Piper to me seems like she could she could go off the rails at any moment, especially because of how we saw the episode end with her freaking out with Heather. Yeah, I mean just well, and then the next the next week on, there's a couple shots of her being inconsolable. Yes, it seems to be. Yeah, so that could she could either self select to get out of there and leave, or she she could just get sent home. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he sent her home. Yep, and I think he likes her, but I also think it's so clear he likes these two specific women that i don't know that he would hang on to her um serena p and abigail are so they're calm they're level-headed you know they're easy for him to talk to they don't stress him out so he keeps them around because they don't stress him out yep and then we have the final three which are your final three 
Want me to give them in order? Just th- yeah, three, three, two, three, two, one. one. So three, Rachel, two, Michelle, one, Brie. I <laughs> have the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> exact same. Yeah. I think Brie is going to win. I think Michelle is, it's going to come down Which to Brie so and Michelle. Which is so crazy. The only reason we say that is because she had a really great first impression on us personally. I think we, she yep. got out of the limo. She was the first one out of the limo. Everyone loved her dress. Very level-headed. Seems super smart. Just like is all the kind qualities of there, you want in a person, which is why we haven't seen her for like three weeks. Yeah, she's not. She started to show up a little bit in this episode, um, but she has not really been around. Another one. She had the very first one-on-one. Hasn't had anything since. But we have not heard a peep out of her of any bit of yeah. um, insecurity, concerns, no drama. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard for me to put her number one when I'm thinking, I don't know how much we've even seen of them I together. I think that's intentional. I think so too. I think I mean, they're purposely trying to make us forget about Brie so that we, so that it's somewhat of a surprise. <laughs> so that people will keep tuning in because if they showed the two of them together a lot, it would just be so So clear. evident. Yeah. Yeah. And then Michelle is wonderful to your point earlier about Bachelorette we we could yeah. easily have Michelle be the next bachelorette. I think easily. Michelle or Rachel could even be in with Michelle. I young. think the problem with her is what we talked about before is she's got that whatever past she has is is going may might just stick around and they won't want to pick her. Serena P's too young. Um, Rachel's young too. Rachel's 24. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kind of we saw we see so, how those bachelor seasons go and bachelorette seasons go. Yeah, with, that's why really Chelsea people. actually is Chelsea would be great Chelsea if she would wanted be great. to do it. So they could have Chelsea who's I think Jacinia would be great. I think she would be a good bachelorette. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't we don't know those are again two women that we don't really know a lot about. They just from what we have seen, yeah. They appear to be uh, you know, I guess normal people. Yep. Somewhat normal. I also just think it's worth mentioning or worth saying because we have and a lot of people have just kicked the crap out of the show for whitewashing and it being an incredibly monochrome mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, series or whatever we want to call it, establishment. Um, we just went through 10 women. And if you were watching the show, they are a very diverse group group i would say they yes. are a pretty good i'd say they're a pretty good cross-section of what america looks like yeah they and it's not even well yes that's it's very that's evident they they were they cast they actually cast a lot of women of of color for this season which also makes sense i mean i'm not saying that just because matt is also biracial. We need to right. have a lot of other people, but it would make sense, right, to have people of all different races. Of course, it all- even if it's a white lead, it- you should always have some yes. all different races. But this is something that Rachel, um, Rachel from Lindsay, pre- Rachel Lindsay, yeah, has said before about. I'm gonna and I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna try, not. I'm definitely gonna misspeak. But basically, she had made the the mention of. Sometimes it's not about casting the lead as a person of color. It's just about casting the people, the contestants as a people of color. Because when you do that, now we potentially are going to have like, look at all these bachelorettes that we could, we could pull from and only how many of them? Let's see. I mean, I'd say Rachel is white. Yes. Abigail is white. But we Kit talked about. Is white. And, and yeah, Kate and Katie, Katie is white. so Katie is white. So, but Michelle, Brie, um, and then Chelsea, who we also mentioned, and Jacenia and Piper and Piper, if they were, if they were, well, I'm talking about, I'm trying to limit, I'm trying to talk about the women that we thought would make good bachelorettes. Okay, I'm, yeah. But I'm also just thinking, oh, yeah. right. Sorry. You're talking still about Rachel Lindsay's point. Yeah. Just yeah. like now we have all these people to choose from. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be about color, but or race rather. But we we have more a more diverse pool. So now going forward, it shouldn't be so like um, 
you know, this is my take. This isn't Rachel Lindsay's take. This is just, it shouldn't be so mind-blowing now when they pull a uh, black lead. Yeah. Or Hispanic lead or whatever. Because it's just like now it's going to be representative of the entire Bachelor population. Yeah. It's just like, oh, now... Or now we're newer, finally right, we're finally collection. getting to a point where Bachelor is pulling people in from all various backgrounds and races, and we're we're actually getting to a point where it's not such a white television show, right? Yeah, and man. also to the, I mean, Matt had talked about this at the beginning of the show, the enormous amount of pressure that a someone in a person of color in, in that lead position feels. Yeah, especially... now they're suddenly representing... He was, well, he was raised by a white mother. Yeah. And uh, as a black father who he doesn't really have a relationship with, so it's like that dynamic, is he... Are people, if he picks a, if he picks a white... Uh, if he picks a white woman out of this group, people will say, like, oh, he's just, he's just like another... Another black guy choosing to marry a white woman or he's marrying his mother, <laughs> like whatever right. weird things you want to talk about. And um, Right. Is he going to disappoint one race or the other yeah, by picking he, the opposite? And he talked yeah. about that in the beginning. Yes. So like, and, and Rachel, I think I talked about it just, there's a lot of expectation that get put, gets put on you when you're the only one or when you're the first one. Yep. And that's a big burden to carry. And now we're finally getting to a point where we have a really diverse cast of people yep we don't have to i mean not that it's still it's still a very white show <laughs> yes let's be serious yeah it's still right. a very, it's still a very white, white show. show it's i mean they look at they bring heather in and they bring tyler c in yes. and yeah. ashley i and i mean there's yeah that's, I, I get but that. it's but they're making an effort and it's you know that it's and not that's lost and that's what people were asking for yes so more representation like it, and that that takes time when you only have one episode or one season at a time to show and like you have to create a new version of yourself and they're, they're at least trying to do it yes or no question you're only allowed yes or no mm-hmm. hypothetically if matt james was actually a contestant on claire's season would he have been the bachelor mm. i don't know it's a yes or no I say no. no. I say no. No. I think he's not as um No, he got a, he's he was the bachelor because he's Tyler C's friend. I know. I'm just I know, but he he was he was actually picked to be a contestant because he was Tyler C's friend. I think is really where that yeah. that got him that far. I just don't think he would have been picked to be the bachelor if he was on Claire's season. Yeah, I, I don't even, th- I, I don't she, even remember who the people on I don't even remember any of the guys. Other than oh, Ben Dale. and Zach and Dale and Ivan. and I guess Zach could have been a good bachelor. Zach won, though. Yeah, well, there Well, you I go. guess he, I, he didn't win. Well, he won after, but, you know. Right. Uh, anyways, maybe they maybe they had to pick a bachelor so quickly because of the time. Like, they could have never had they couldn't a wait. person from Claire's season be the bachelor they had of to the figure it all out yeah. once they realized their whole time frame was mixed God, up yeah that would i would be really curious to know i yeah i would love to know how that all got figured out yeah we never will but, but next week we're i'm gonna... happy they did it he's doing a great job yeah for sure i just it's just one of those it is edit- just a very strange i mean it goes back to my recycling of people i think they would have had tyler cameron if he would have accepted he wouldn't have accepted though no he wouldn't have accepted I just don't think Matt pops off the screen as much as I think people hoped he would have as a, maybe he would have been different as a, as a, as a, uh, a chaser for a little bit. Yeah. Instead of the one being chased. I don't know. But, um, it was fun to see him with Tyler this week cause he seemed to like a little bit more of, you know, you see anybody with their friends and they're a different person anyway. So yes. In, in, in essence. Well, uh, we're going to figure it out next week. Yeah. We're going to find out about a rip roaring, prank involving heather martin and tyler c and i heard they're gonna get engaged on the show there's no next way week. he's gonna give heather a rose the women will hate no him. the women were gonna hate him i just i love your i love your theory this is you should just drop it in you should just drop it in reddit 
Bachelor and see what people think. Ooh, that's Just a good Just drop idea. it in there. Drop it like a little bomb and run away. Let's see what people say. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Bye.